Hello everyone and welcome back to the Lonely Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Ariane, and today I had the pleasure of interviewing one of my friends, Nish. Nish is a writer and illustrator of colorful and melancholy fantasy stories. They like hiking through the woods, chamomile tea, and constantly making art. So thank you so much, Nish, for joining me in today's interview. I am really excited to get to talk to you and talk about your comic and kind of get a deep dive into that very interesting brain of yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here answering questions about things that I actually really care about. So it's wonderful. <laughs> and it's also really nice when I get to talk to people who I talk almost weekly with and who I <laughs> consider really good friends. <laughs> it's great. It's just a chat between friends. I, I love it. <laughs> and honestly, like I've also been wanting to ask you some of these things for a while since we've been talking for a while, but I'm like, no, save the questions for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I, I'm excited. I read through the questions, so I wonder which one you are most excited about. <laughs> Honestly, probably all of them. Because <laughs> I don't think I've asked you any of these questions, really. Uh, but... I don't think so either. I love it. <laughs> so like, I'm going to get an insight that I haven't gotten, and it's going to be completely genuine, which I'm really, really happy about. Uh, so why don't we start at the very beginning? of how right. your art journey began. Well, I think like a lot of artists, um, at least the ones that I talk to, I've always really been into art. I've mostly always been into storytelling. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom always tells this story about how I would just read books, like the saddest books possible, and then I would come to her and I would tell her, the story from the book and she would just be like crying because I'm just like <laughs> telling her these sad stories. But I've always just loved eliciting emotion from people through art and storytelling. And it just kind of always seemed like something I had to do. And honestly, it doesn't surprise me because your comic always gives me the feels. Like I, I cannot <laughs> read it if I'm like emotionally unstable that day because I know I'll like... <laughs> It'll wreck me emotionally. I like the melancholy, what can I say? <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I can definitely tell. And you thrive in that very particular... Uh, I, I guess it's... I wouldn't say it's a genre, but you give it that tint, you know, and it's amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so you've always been interested in storytelling and, of course, mm -hmm. art from a very young age and eliciting feelings uh, from people, like strong feelings. But uh, when exactly did you kind of make the connection between that and the world of webcomics? Oh, man. So I've always loved comics in particular, um, not like Marvel or like superhero comics, but like, like I would say I started with like Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> and then I used to, I actually, I wrote a comic and got it published in the Neopian times back in the Neopet days. Oh. <laughs> um, so that was actually my first delving into the web comic world. But I... I would say there was a point in my life where I started reading these really, really fantastic pieces of work online. And some of them 
even were pieces that could only have been published online, like uh, Ava's Demon, which has like uh, uh, it has videos attached to its story, and then it also has the actual the entire browser changes at times of it. I I remember seeing stuff like that and just thinking it was. The coolest form of storytelling. Um, a, a, another good example would be Emily Carroll, who does some fantastic published work as well. But she has this piece called The Prince in the Sea, and it's a scrolling piece. Mm-hmm. And you get deeper and deeper into the ocean as it scrolls, and it's kind of a horror-esque story. And I remember seeing that, and I think that was the piece in particular that I was like, I want to do this. I want to make something that you you scroll. I want to make something that looks really good online that people can interact with or, you know, look at on their phones or in a browser and print is so fantastic and I would love to delve into that, but I think web comics in particular are just such a broad and wonderful tool that you can just get your art out into the world with. Yeah. And I I love it. I'm addicted. <laughs> So would you say like when you started making comics that you you knew you wanted to kind of exploit the fact that they were web comics? Was it like yes. a conscious decision on your part? <laughs> it was. Uh, scrolling, in fact, was what I wanted to get in- into. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of creators of web comics kind of resist against that <laughs> and like are very like, no, I want, you know... Co- the proper comic formatting or I want a page format and I think that's great and I love reading those as well but I I really like playing with the scrolling like I every time I've got a scrolling panel come up in my web comic I'm like oh yeah here we go <laughs> like time to like make something that is interesting to scroll through or make something that you really wouldn't read any other way besides a web comic yeah and I feel like you can tell with your story, it, it very much feels like it was made to be a scrolling comic. I don't know if that was also like a conscious decision when you created The, the Witch, but I would love to know like how you, come, you came up with it first and also like what kind of difficulties you might have encountered when coming up with this comic that you're publishing right now. Man, I... I don't think, well, first off, I don't think I came up with many difficulties. I think that this entire creation process of The Witch in particular was just such a a wonderful experience for me. I've had such a good time doing it. I I set out writing with um, very specific things in mind. I, I really wanted a melancholy fantasy. I wanted it to be queer. I wanted it to be um, focused on uh, people growing as themselves before they're able to grow together. I wanted there to be dragons. I wanted there to be dragon hordes. I wanted all of these things from these stories that I read as a kid that were fantasy related that I loved, but with perhaps a a newer (laughs) uh, tone to it and with more diversity and queerness in it really is what I I set out for and then I I wrote it and I did it and I love making it (laughs) 
you have no idea how fresh your comic is, especially in the fantasy genre. I feel like there's this tendency, or it might be easy for a lot of people to like fall into, not necessarily tropes, but kind of like fantasy feeling like a rehash of the same thing over and over again. And I feel like you grabbed all of those incredible and fun elements from fantasy and you created something completely different. And I oh, love that in your comic. You. Like, I genuinely... so kind. <laughs> when I first started reading it, I think I, I read, like, the first four episodes. And I was like, no, I can't just read this casually. I really want to pay attention to it because it feels like something special. And I, I think that a lot of people who read your comic feel the same way. Because I've also read the comments and I'm like, you, your fandom <laughs> is, like, feels very strongly... <laughs> I have the nicest people in my comments. I, I don't know how it happened. I got very lucky. Um, I I think I've gotten like one bad comment ever. Um, <laughs> and I've been publishing for like three years now. <laughs> so yeah. I I just somehow ended up with just some really nice people that also like fantasy. So <laughs> I'm really happy about that. And I mean, you've been doing this for such a long time. Uh, has has there ever been a point where, where you've thought, like, I can't keep doing this or, like, felt a lack of uh, motivation to continue with your comic? I would say yes, but it would have been very early on in the storytelling. I think I'm very much a creature of habit um, and creating the witch and sticking to a pretty strict schedule which isn't by any means as strict as some people some people update like weekly I'm like yes twice a month <laughs> is good uh, but I've stuck to that for quite some time now and I I think once I fell truly into the habit it was very easy for me to just kind of keep that ball rolling but there were times before I fell into the habit where I was like this is a lot of work <laughs> like people just do this like and have like lives and jobs and friends and like it it really blew my mind how much work it was at the beginning and now it's just kind of like I, my habit I just you know settle in and get to work and and do it and I love it <laughs> That's awesome, and I do feel like, at least for me, I'm also a creature of habit, so I, I totally understand the feeling of like going into a new project and it feeling overwhelming, but then as time passes, you kind of get into the groove of it. It becomes familiar, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but also, uh, it makes me wonder like, what your favorite thing about making comics is. Oh man, I I love everything about making comics. <laughs> um, I I would say one of more recently one of my favorite things is just looking back on how much work I've produced over the last couple of years has been incredibly satisfying. I really have a hard time reading like my early on stuff. I know a lot of people are fond of the start of my story but I am not one of those people because I just see the glaring airs in it because I hadn't learned yet mm -hmm. so I think just having this direct catalog of my improvement and skills that I've learned and this formatting that I got a, the hang of and just seeing that is really satisfying um, I also really love 
upload day. Yeah. <laughs> I, give I you love like a rush. I, of... Oh, it gives me such a rush. I, <laughs> I love it. I love when I update and I get comments and people see tiny little details that I snuck in there or when somebody um, references a hint that I put earlier in the story and they're like, hey, do you remember when this <laughs> happened? And I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> I remember when this happened. <laughs> it's just, it's great. I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun so I would say that's kind of my my favorite parts I love that you say that because I've also talked to people who feel the complete opposite on posting day they're like <laughs> the anxiety the anxiety it, yeah. <laughs> they don't want to look at it they don't want to see what's going on with the people reading it because they just can't take it and uh, I love that you're the complete opposite of that so. <laughs> I can't take my eyes off of it I I would say I'm glued to my like phone typically for upload day and just reading I, I downloaded a, um, a browser extension for webtoon so I can actually see all of the incoming comments mm -hmm. so if someone comments on like an earlier update i can still see it and go and like it and comment back because i just i love it nice <laughs> i love that it's great um and well is there anything that you don't enjoy about making comics because you said everything but is there anything <laughs> that you're like i wish this wasn't part of the process I think perhaps you will agree with me on this one. Um, I don't enjoy marketing it. Um, I You do a great job of marketing yours, but I, I don't know if you enjoy that part of the process. Oh, I, I don't hate know if it anyone so yeah, much. <laughs> no one enjoys that part of the process. Um, I think it sucks all the fun out of it. And I also hate that people equate your success with how good you are marketing basically like if you've got so many followers because you market really well then people like look at it and think that's successful and i just i don't agree with that i think you can create something beautiful and successful and have only a few people read it i i don't think your value value should be perceived that way and i just hate marketing <laughs> yeah no i totally agree like i'm on the same boat sister like no i hate it so much <laughs> Uh, and it it's always so sucking. <laughs> it is. It always feels so disingenuous, and and I also agree with just how. I, I mean, there's so many comics that have found a lot of success, and unfortunately, I would say not a lot of them are like the best quality in a lot of ways. Uh, and then I found some gems that are so obscure and nobody pays attention to them and they have so much For sure. value yeah and you see such life and charm in it and you're like mm -hmm. man you're bad at marketing too <laughs> <laughs> but i also appreciate that you know the struggle and not wanting to mm -hmm. market it because if i had the option of not having to i would definitely not market my stuff <laughs> Oh, for sure. I mean, I do enjoy the interactions I sometimes get from like social media. Like I've met some really cool people I've met. I ended up kind of with, you know, meeting you through a social media connection. And like, I think that is wonderful. Like the connections that you make are great, but the rest of it is just so soul sucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, there's nothing you can tell me to convince me otherwise that it's just the worst part <laughs> of being an artist in general just whatever you are doing if it's art related if you want people's support and their eyes on your work you sort of have to resort to that 
You got to feed it to the machine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess that's why people, you know, like traditional comic book artists relied so heavily on publishers before. So they didn't have to do that. <laughs> right. But now you have to be everything. Now you have to be everything. Your photographer, yeah. your copywriter, everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and tell me, who would you say are your biggest art inspirations when it comes to creating comics? Oh boy. So this is the part I was nervous about for the interview because uh, some of them, I have difficulties pronouncing their names. (laughs) I looked everyone up and like tried to like write it down phonetically, but I I have, I have a little list. Well, if it puts you at ease, uh, whoever you mention will just uh, write their names in the description of this episode so people can read them. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Okay. So, um, I I would say inspiration-wise, um, E.K. Weaver is a fantastic um, storyteller. Dershing Helmer is. Ashley Cope, who does Unsounded, has been on the internet for like a, over a decade now with their story, and they're still going, and it's like highly detailed. It's unbelievable. Um, Ottawa Haikila, I've always loved their work. I've been a big fan of them for a while. Um, Petra uh, Nordlund, uh, who does Tiger Tiger. I know quite a few of us in our, our art group are quite fans yeah. of them. Endy uh, Stevenson, um, I really admire their work. And then I would say, like, Kishibashi, <laughs> the musical band, <laughs> is a great inspiration for my, for just in general. I, I find their storytelling through song just really inspirational so i could go on and on but those were the ones that i was like that i wrote down (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love that it's a mix of of everything and and i feel music plays a huge part at least for me and and my inspiration and my create creative process I think it's wonderful i i love music i i listen to a lot of different types of music but I would say if I had to pick one right now, it would be Kishibashi. <laughs> I have like a, a sneaky question that just came up in my head. Oh, okay. Uh, if you had to choose somebody, an artist that you really love to play the soundtrack for your comic, who would you <sighs> like that to be? It would be Michael Michael Doolin, hands down. Um, uh, did I pronounce that right? Hold on. <laughs> Since you snuck this in, uh, let's see. Oh, my keyboard's not working. Um, I think it's Michael Doolin. I think that's his name. He did a rendition of Claire de Lune that I listened to on repeat when I wrote The Witch. Um, And I still put that version of Claire de Lune on repeat whenever I'm like uploading or reviewing before posting mm-hmm. um, just because it is the soundtrack to The Witch. Oh. <laughs> and so I love I you already say, knew. <laughs> of course, and that, is, that is the song. That is, I, I would say if you read my story and you ever wonder what song to put on while you're reading it, it's, it's that one. Amazing. <laughs> it's great. I love Claire de Lune. <laughs> and it, well, because I also love to make this this uh, interview is a, plate, a place of support. Uh, are there any really small comics that you love and follow that you think deserve more attention? 
For sure. I read a lot of web comics <laughs> and there's some really good ones out there. I actually I I looked them up before this and I was like, oh, some of these actually have like quite a following. So I don't know if they're small, but I would still recommend checking them out. Um I let's see, I've got The Beast of Had Haddingling Hill, um, which is a well placed well-paced monstrous fairy tale it's fantastic i'm really enjoying reading that uh vampire librarian by the wonderful emily cotton cram yes uh, we've also already had on the show if you guys want to oh, check out that yeah episode. <laughs> that's actually the first one that i listened to of uh of this well, we're not a podcast, whatever, the YouTube. Oh, it, the, it is a what podcast. What is it, The Lonely Artist? It is a podcast. Yeah. I listened to it on YouTube, so I was like, The Lonely Artist YouTube. <laughs> um, so they are fantastic. Uh, Hues of Solitude, it's on Webtoon. It is fantastic. It is a completed piece. Um, Shanta is really good. Um, it's a smaller, no, not as well-known webcomic. Um, they've got great characters, um, and, like, dynamic art throughout the whole thing. It is, I, I can't believe that they're not more popular than they are. And then, more recently, I've been reading Fair Meadow, which is a post-epic fantasy drama that takes place, it's kind of like if D&D characters uh, were in a commune. <laughs> oh, and okay. I'm really enjoying it a lot. <laughs> I mean, I think I already know this answer, but would, what would you say your favorite genre of comics is? Oh, gosh. Uh, shockingly, I actually really like horror. <laughs> Oh, really? I thought you were going to say fantasy, for sure. I, I, I do read a lot of fantasy, but I, I I also have this like little thing in me where I just, I really like the, the creepy stuff sometimes, <laughs> uh, like Emily Carroll or Junji Ito, or, you know, I just, every now and then I'm just like, ooh, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. <laughs> you like to be titillated by the comics. Yes, <laughs> titillated, exactly. <laughs> What advice uh, can you give anyone who follows you who might be interested in becoming comic book artists themselves? Oh, goodness. Um, I would say do it. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> like Nike. <laughs> I, I think that's the biggest hurdle that so many people do not get over. Um, enjoy it, do it. Um, if you are looking specifically to get into like sequential art, like a, a story, I would say have a good written outline of what your story is before you start any of the art because you can write yourself into a corner really easily. Um, but just just do it so many people <laughs> are like oh, I wish I told stories and I'm like you can yeah. anyone can that's the great thing about them um and then I would say be patient if you wish to get good <laughs> I I would say we we talk about this um from time to time uh just how long our art journey has been and how many years we've put into it to get to the point where we are and we still like actively work on being better and we still actively strive to take our art from one place to an even better place and it just takes a lot of time it's just a yeah. lot of work so you just gotta you just gotta do it you gotta really want it but you gotta do it it's so true i mean i feel like 
a lot of people see really talented artists or comics they enjoy and they feel like they've always been at the level that they are when they start consuming their their work but it takes decades of just so much patience and practice and consistency and just hard work it's true it's it's i think if you read any um web comic online that has been online for more than a year or two just look at their first page compared to their last page i mean it's an ever-evolving thing you get better as you go and you it doesn't matter how good you are when you start there's still going to be improvement that happens over that time Mm -hmm. so i think you just have to kind of accept it and know that you're not going to maybe be perfect when you start and you'll get better. 100%. And since I have an insight into how much effort you put into your work, I just want to (laughs) say, if you guys haven't read uh, Nisha's comic, you definitely have to. It's so worth it. And you put so much work into it and it shows. Oh, thank you. I I love creating and I I appreciate that someone as talented as you (laughs) would say... (laughs) but it's good (laughs) it's 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 fantastic i am going to be so heartbroken when it's finished (laughs) so will i i'm in a week for weeks (laughs) yeah i bet i mean i love it but it's your baby so you're gonna be (laughs) wrecked (laughs) devastated yes (laughs) and i know that i mean it's not super soon that it's going to finish but it's somewhat in the near future that the witch is going to end so what I see the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are what are your plans for the future? Like regarding your work, what are you looking forward to once you're done and uh what awaits you in the future? Oh man. Well, I first would like to put the witch to print. I think it would uh make a wonderful print, even though, you know, I was talking so much about how I like the scrolling format earlier. I I do want to put it into print. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I'm working on a couple of short pieces. I I have a short fairy tale that'll be coming out uh, sometime this year that is a collaborative that I'm really excited about. And then for my next long form piece, I guess it would be, I, I've started to write, um, I've actually been writing it for a while. I've got a high fantasy sort of horror story in the works that I'm really excited about. <laughs> I'm so. so excited about that because you love fancy and now I've learned you love horror. So. <laughs> I would say eerie is maybe a better word for it, but mm. uh, a little bit of horror and I'm, I'm pretty excited. It'll kind of stretch me a little further than this project has, which is always exciting. Honestly, like, I think I much prefer and I feel so much more unsettled by things that are eerie than by things that are, like, jump scares or, like, super explicit horror. Just things that, like, make you have goosebumps, you know? They're just kind of, like, I, I think off. it makes you think a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like that. And, I mean, I'm, I don't know how successfully <laughs> I will translate the creepiness. People might not even think it's creepy. They might just be like, oh, it's just a fantasy story. But <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to give us that because you're always great at steering emotions in people, at least in me. So I don't think, <laughs> I don't doubt that you'll be able to get that across at all. <laughs> Well, thanks. I'm excited for the challenge. (laughs) 
And finally, my favorite question of them all, if you could have any magical art power to help you in your artistic process, what would you like that to be? Oh man, so I I thought about this one for a while. This was the only difficult question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking about it and I was like, I just I I know it's a fun question, but I love every part of the artistic process and I wouldn't want to like shorten it with magic. And then I was like, nope, you know what? I would like for my carpal tunnel to never be flared up no matter <laughs> what weird position I drew in. <laughs> You know what? Like, I wanna... That's the most practical magic power someone's ever had, you know, someone's right? ever said. I just want to be able to curl up and have my wrist at a weird angle and draw and for it to not hurt the next day. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I actually have a question for you because you put the magical power one in. All right. Hit me. All right. So what plant do you think you would be if you were a plant? any plant at all if i was a plant i am pretty certain i would be uh aconite i don't know if you know that plant i think it's called wolfsbane oh okay yeah that's cool all right i could see that (laughs) i i've always loved that flower and also like i thought about getting that as my first tattoo which i'll probably do this year at the end of the year um so yeah that one was easy because it's my favorite plant because you know that one yeah that's a that's an interesting one i do know it as as wolfsbane it's got a really pretty like interesting flower to it Mm -hmm. it's like just kind of amorphous just weird and but pretty i don't know i like it and it's also deadly so i'm like yes this is this is a plant (laughs) I think that suits you really well. I like that. How about you? What would you be? I would probably be a raspberry bush. Oh, I, <laughs> I was I am not expecting that at all. <laughs> hardy and difficult to get rid of. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's the best. I feel like if I had to choose for you... I don't know what kind of plant this is, but there are some plants that have like, I don't know if it's seeds or what they are, but they're sneaky and they get stuck to your socks. Oh, like a burr? Yeah, you never know where they came from, but you just, at the end of the day, you get home, you're like, where did all of these like spiky little (laughs) things come from? (laughs) They're like woven into your, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'll take that as well. That's a clever plant. But uh, yeah, you know what? This uh, has been so fun and I am so glad I waited to ask you all of these questions so that we could go, uh, you know, in depth and explore them because I don't know, there's a lot of value in your work and I think there's a lot of value in the knowledge you've gathered throughout this years, the, all the years that you've been working on your art. And I'm just so glad that we get to share that with more people. Oh, thank you so much. I This was so great. I had such a lovely time. Just It felt like I was just chatting with you, which is always a good time. Yes, that's always the goal. <laughs> <laughs> if any future uh, artist that I interview hears this, please listen to Nish. It's just a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Do it. You'll love it. Nothing to be scared about. <laughs>